Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. Now let's have some fun. Yeah. Welcome, friends. You've entered the Brian Trust Zone. Um, Today, this is, we're cows. This is that weird... This is that weird this is that weird nether region between the Ides of March and St. Patrick's Day. Also known <laughs> yeah. as two days. It's also known <laughs> as the 16th of March. <laughs> you know, it's that weird sort of like, I don't know what to do. Well, you know, between something that was really tragic and something that's really happy. Of course, you know, the ultimate tragedy, of course, uh, what happened in New Zealand yesterday. Oh, my goodness. That uh, is horrible. As well. Uh, some of that Oof. stuff. And I, uh, Yeah. I, I don't have anything to say about that at this point. I'm so. Oh well, we'll get into that. We'll come back around to that later because I have something. A friend posted an interesting thing on Facebook uh, I see. this morning that I responded to that we can talk about a little bit. It's a little political, but right. I think it's important to discuss that right. a little bit. Anyway, right. how was how was your week? How was your week? You say so. First, you first. You first. <laughs> Me this, first, you first like, this how week. was your week? You say you first. This, yeah, you first this week. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, week was week was fine. Yeah. Uh, nothing nothing super eventful happened this weekend you know that which that's is good. nice yeah, that, that is nice uh you know the weather here is getting a little better uh we i didn't think i don't think we had any rain this week we've just been getting pounded with rain yeah it's, this is the first week i know people in seattle are like oh boo-hoo <laughs> you know i was talking to a friend of mine she lives up in seattle and I was like, when is it going to stop raining? Oh, shut up. <laughs> you know, that's what I got. <laughs> oh, shut up, you. Uh, quiet, you. I just can't understand it. Uh, yeah. I've never it's touched almost, an umbrella so much in my life. It's almost as though we get a lot of rain here in the Pacific Northwest. I don't understand it. I'm crying out loud. Anyway, so it was nice. It was, it was, uh, it was a nice weather week. It was good. Mm, nothing nothing super eventful here not at all spring is coming this that's nice this is my favorite time of year yeah you know the time change uh you know it's a, it's the there's more light in the day the sun is out i mean this is nice this is the nice. Rising. yeah <laughs> it's good it's good cool um anything let's see i'm trying to think is there was there anything well, we can talk about current events, but how was your week? Um, much like yours, it wasn't super eventful or anything. Um, yeah. You know, the movie challenge is still plugging oh, yeah. on again this week, uh, Tuesday, because of rehearsal and stuff. I just, I almost missed it again. I was kind of, I squeezed in Whoa. a couple of documentaries to make it better. Um, make it so, legit. Yeah, well, some of that was talk was kind of pegging off of some of the things that we had talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched a couple of documents. One was Rewind This, oh yeah, which is about the history of VHS tape and its yes. impact on society. That was actually pretty good. I, I like. I want to watch that one. I liked your review of that one. Um, and then the Lost Arcade the next night, which was about Chinatown Fair, which is this place in New York in in Chinatown in New York um, that at the time at kind of in the eighties. In the mid to late 80s, it became like a, a haven for a lot of these kids. Yeah. It was one of the last kind of video arcades in New York. Yeah. Um, in the 90s and 2000s and stuff. And it shut down for like a year and it changed owners. Um, but then it talks about that. But it's a really intimate 
documentary because it's about those people and kind of interacting in the arcade itself and yeah yeah and some of that stuff so that was interesting i liked rewind this a little bit better okay but that was just i think it, i think i connected to it more that's all yeah, um, yeah. And when, when you were a kid did you go to an arcade a lot did you visit uh, did you not, a, not a lot uh we would go usually when my family went to the mall mm. uh they'd go shopping and they, you know, my mom would give us some quarters and my brother and I would go to the arcade or something, you know, play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually ended up playing like Pac-Man and Cubert and some of the basics. Not, Oh yeah. I've never been into like fighting games and I've never, mm. um, too much. I like games with, with shoot. I like shooting games where they actually have the gun. Oh yeah. You know? And of course, anytime we go to the movie theater, Star Wars, the Star Wars cabinet was my jam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that one, uh, that one I always really enjoyed. Yep. Um, and I even went up through college. Like I would still go um, when I was at college in Flagstaff at the mall there, they had an arcade for the longest time. Yeah. Even into the mid nineties, mid to late nineties. And I, once a semester, I would save up a bunch of money and go there and play like the ticket games oh, specifically. Yeah. Sometimes I'd play some of the arcade games, um, but I, I, I basically play win as many tickets as I could and then just buy something Yeah. with whatever I got. Yeah out of that. So sometimes it was never anything super fancy, but every once in a while, once I got it like artwork, that was really cool. I'm like, Oh, I like this. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it was like a landscape painting, which is super weird to find in an arcade, but I actually liked it. So it was right. I would only have enough tickets for, for like an eraser, time. you know, an eraser well, or a bouncy yeah. ball or something. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I played, I tried playing like, um, dragon's lair, Oh yeah. Uh, once or twice in space. Oh God, no, it's impossible for me. Oh yeah. You can get, you know what? They have those for the iPad. Now you can get those on the iPad. I know. I know. And, and there's, you can get them on like emulators and you know, they're, Oh yeah. Emulators and whatnot too, but it was, yep. Uh, one of those things. I saw Captain Marvel, uh, this week. Oh good. I went last Sunday to see it. It was really good. I enjoyed it very much. Um, good. I won't go into, obviously I'm not going to go into detail here because you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. And I don't want to spoil it. I, I, I really did enjoy it. Like it had a nice Good. balance of humor and drama and, and enough action to kind of keep like the movie keeps going. Like it's not, it doesn't Great. feel like it's stuck. It doesn't stall. Um, yeah. Yeah. The villain, Ben Mendelsohn, who's been the villain in everything the last few years, ready mm. player one, rogue one. Uh, <laughs> he plays one of the scrolls in captain Marvel. Uh. It, <laughs> I mean, he's terrific. He was actually really good in this too. So I enjoyed it very much. Good. Um, but he does, he does play a very good villain. So that's, I will say that much. He's got the face for it though. You know, <laughs> just get that. He has that look. that's like, you know, you should be the villain. Like, all right. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. He was in as well as mm. a bad guy. Oh, so, um, so yeah. It, uh, yeah. Overall, I liked it very much. So it was, mm. uh, I highly recommend it if people haven't seen it. Uh, I also saw a really boring movie this week. Um, what was that? Uh, Flight of the Intruder. Uh, oh. Viet- Vietnam movie for a Vietnam era period movie from 1991. Mm. And I wrote about this in my review uh, on the list, but I, I want to bring this up specifically because it, it, it dovetails on our movie talks from last time. It is to date the only movie. I, I did go see this in the theater. Not this week. Originally, I saw it in the theater and walked out in the middle of it. Did you? That's the, the only theater. one? Well, it's the only one I deliberately chose to walk out of. There was a, there've been a couple times where I had to leave a movie because either I wasn't feeling well or of a time crunch because I had something mm. else I had to get to. Sure. Um, 
and I know those two movies too. I remember what those were as well. So, but Flight mm. of the Intruder is the only one I deliberate just because I was bored. Yeah, so I, I promised yeah, I promised myself I'd come back and finish it and just see. And yeah, it didn't make it any better. It was still boring. Oh. <laughs> it was a really terrible movie. Um, for me, to me, it was a terrible movie. You know, it was kind of for other people. I know there are other. I've read other reviews and people liked it and hmm. still currently get it. They get a kick out of it. I don't know. I was yeah. For me, it was about the plane. I thought the A6 as a as an aircraft was interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, because you don't see a lot of side by side two seaters in 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 combat aircraft so that's was, right that was a little unusual that's right in in combat fighters i should say specifically because mm-hmm. it was yeah. in a, it was a medium like a, a mid-range like a medium-sized bomber right kind of thing primarily so it was yeah um, i worked on one of those the f-111s there's the, right. that's a side-by-side really yeah mm-hmm. well, that's more of a i mean is that a fighter or was that like yeah. a fighter bomber okay yeah. yep it depends. Depends on the model. Some right, of them yeah. just did surveillance. Some of them uh, did laser bombing. Some of them actually had missiles and did uh, fighter thing. It's a. It was a. It was the. F- uh, was it the first swept wing? So it could basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So, so much, it, but it, but in body size, it was a much larger. Oh, it's huge. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's a much as larger. As far as maneuverability, no, was maneuverability basically. was not its thing. Because the A six was a, a carrier launched. Mm-hmm. plane so it wasn't that big like it was pretty small right. and so that, i thought that was interesting right. yeah um at the time so uh yeah and so i and i i again i i i, I deliberately watched it while i was at work so i couldn't give up on it I'm like i gotta power right. through this keep working right right so, right right it's just like yeah it was not not great but anyway I, I have not walked out on any movie i'm trying to think i have not walked there are some i should have yeah <clears throat> one in particular yaya sisterhood what the heck mm-hmm. that I, mm, I went with uh, my wife. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, I went with my wife and her friends and because I lost the coin toss or whatever it was. I think and, I remember you telling me about that at some point. You're at a previous, previous episode a long time ago or something. Yeah. I think goodness. we talked about that. I should have left that one, but the, only, I, the one I, the one I left, I, I will say this. Instead. Yeah. So three movies in total I've ever walked out of in the theater. One was American cyborg steel warrior. Hmm. Okay. But I deliberately chose that knowing that I had to leave in the middle of it. Because <laughs> oh, I'm like, okay. well, if I'm going to spend my money at the theater and kill time, mm-hmm. I'm going to choose a really terrible movie. <laughs> so I don't feel yeah. bad about leaving in case, you know, what are the odds that this is actually going to be good? Right. Because uh, it was basically a knockoff the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie from a couple of years before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one was uh, Rift Tracks Live. They did Mothra. Oh. You which was a one night only thing. That has uh, no, I wasn't feeling well. Like I was no. feeling really ill that night oh. and I just, I couldn't stay. And I was really mad about that because it was a one night oh. only. Oh yeah. And, and they have not done it. They haven't released it on DVD because they couldn't get the licensing mm. to do it. That's why it was one night only. I was like, Oh God, <laughs> they, oh, they released the riff. So I'm going to go back and get the riff and a sure. copy of the movie and put them together so I can watch it at some point. But right. I, that was the one I was sad. I actually had to leave, leave. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah, otherwise, no, I've never like sitting in Captain Marvel. Cause it's like two, two hours and plus, but man, you're just sitting through the credits waiting for the post scenes. And I'm just like, Oh God, my bladder. Oh man. <laughs> I didn't get up the whole time. Cause you never, cause you don't want to leave because you only miss something. Right. It's just like, Ugh! you know, so it was, there are, but yes, there are, there are, there are post-credit scenes that were, that are yep. worth. So two of them I heard. 
Yes. Yes. One is specific to Endgame, to the Avengers okay. movie, obviously. The and the one at the very end is the funny one. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. around for that. It's totally Good. worth it. Um, By the way, I'm sure you know this. The the official trailer for Endgame has dropped. The next you know one. That? Yeah. Yeah, I saw yes. it. I watched yeah, yeah. it this week. Of course you yeah. did. I'm sure you, you saw it like five minutes after they. <laughs> no, well, no, because I, I, I was this. I well, no, because usually what happens is it pops up on my Facebook feed while I'm at work, ah. and I don't have time to see it until I get home. So it's like, oh, yeah. It's, so yeah, it's a few hours out, but I always, uh, sure. I always end up waiting. Yeah. But yeah, I watched it. I almost didn't mm. because it's really close to the movie actually coming out. So I was worried, you know, because I always, I always try to be cautious about watching trailers too close to the release date yeah because i don't want them to i don't want it to ruin i don't want it to overhype my expectations or ruin something that i you know um that i wasn't prepared for like oh you know so it's kind of like the teaser was cool um but it's coming so quickly now it's like because it's only like six weeks away now. So it's just like, okay, maybe now I watch that trailer. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> no more, mm-hmm. no more, no TV spots, no nothing. I'm just going to go right. and see it. And we'll, we'll have a nice episode about it. And right. We'll have to figure that out. But, right. um, but yeah, so that was kind of my week overall. I mean, it wasn't grand. Yeah. It was like I said, nothing really grandiose happened and, that's nice. I'm trying to get like through some it's, Well, I do kind of sometimes. It just depends. On, I need a break every once in a while. Yeah. Well, there wasn't a break. It just was not anything. No, I mean, like uneventful. Like I just write home like, about. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's fine. However, huh? Uh, have you been following <laughs> this whole college cheating thing? A little bit. Um, I, I mean, I, I've I've trailed some stories about it, but nothing too much, just because I I really try not to get sucked into a lot of that if I can help right. it. Right, that is some good um, drama right there. Especially so for for people who've been actually uh, you know living under a rock or something who aren't aware of this. So uh, there was this guy in L.A. who was running ostensibly a test prep service, I think of some kind and correct me if I'm getting any of this wrong. Um, That's part and, of it. And yeah. a lot of celebrities and like wealthy, super wealthy people he went to and were basically, they were basically paying him or giving money to either have other people take their kids as a T test for them or yeah. uh, they were bribing officials at certain colleges to get them in pretending they were the getting in as part of the athletic team, even though they were not correct. Um, but there was some brilliance with this whole thing. I, I will, I will respect, you know, I have to say other than getting caught, I, you know, respect to them for the, for the creativity of it. Oh yeah. There's a if lot not, of creativity. Not the morality. <laughs> oh yeah. No, 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 no. Um, there's definitely some creativity behind it. Um, yeah. sure. And it's kind of swept up, um, a couple of well-known actors specifically oh, yeah. like Felicity Huffman who was Desperate Housewives and a bunch of movies and, yeah. and her husband, William H. Macy and then Lori Loughran from full house and her husband were also kind of sucked up into this too. Um, and Lori Loughran's lost like all of her jobs basically yeah. <laughs> a hallmark, hallmark. Well, cause all of her stuff, when calls the heart, she was a regular on that series. 
Yep. And she was doing a bunch of TV movies for them. And Hallmark went, nope, you're out. <laughs> yep, you're out. <laughs> like immediately, like, nope, right. we're out. <laughs> right. Um, so I think that, I mean, first off, it's weird in, in some ways. And then I just, but then I'm not all that shocked either. If nothing else, it just proves, hey, celebrities, they're just like us. But they're not just like us because they have a lot of money. They have a ton of money. I think somebody, well, like the daughters, Lori Laughlin's daughters both pulled out it because they were at USC and they both with oh, yeah. USC and oh, yeah. of this. And it was like, oh, they're just despondent. And I was like, yes, I would feel tragic if my parents had the money, had enough money to pay a million dollars in bail. You know? Right. <laughs> you just go, and one of them's like a YouTuber who's got, you know, the younger one's like a YouTuber and beauty vlogger or whatever, you know, does all that stuff and sponsorships and well, her sponsorships are are bailing on her too. Well, that's true. Um, but I suspect that will not, I I suspect she'll take a break for a while, but I, I, in the end, that's the thing long-term. I don't think this is really going to hurt them that much. Mm. Um, they can, you know, cry on their bed, bed full of cash, but (laughs) Your bed of money. That's okay. That's a little, that's probably a little too jaded. But I, mean, <laughs> I know. Wow. I think that, and that's the thing, but that's the thing is celebrity. And that goes into a larger thing about celebrities and the fact that a lot of times, especially for celebrities, they're known for very positive things. Like they get forgiven pretty easily for stuff like this mm-hmm. where it's just like, okay, you know, eventually yeah. not right away, but eventually. Yeah. Cause you know, cause we as people have very, we as Americans have very short term memories. Of course. Uh, we'll move on to the next thing. Something else will take its place. Well, exactly. I just, I don't think that this will have the impact. I mean, legal, the legal system will move on. They'll get their stuff done. The tabloids, the paps will be out there. Right. Snapping pictures whenever they get the chance and stuff, but it'll exhaust itself. Yeah. I think, well, that's, I think other things will come along. That'll be fresher and newer because that's, that's, we have a short attention span because we like novelty. Right. So it's like, ooh, right. flash shiny things. Let's get the next yeah. shiny thing, you know. Yeah. We're basically just an entire society of cats. <laughs> right. Well, here, so this whole thing, let's fill in some details. This is what makes it so juicy. So uh this guy, what's his name? Charlie Singer. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm going off the top of my head here. Yeah, I'm going off the top of my head because I've been following this all week. It started out with me going, yeah, so what? And then uh I was like, Whoa, this is actually pretty massive. So it was a year-long uh, sting called Operation Var- Varsity Blues. Right, right. <laughs> These guys. Very appropriate. <laughs> sure. Uh, and basically uh, what this guy had done. William Singer, sorry. William Singer, excuse yeah. me. So Singer set up a fake nonprofit. And his fake nonprofit, that's where people would send their money to. And then what he was doing uh, was he was taking the money out of this nonprofit and then he was using it to bribe, you know, coaches, administrative staff, what yeah, have you. Test proctors, et cetera. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh, what's unclear or I've, I've seen con- conflicting reports on this, but what's un- what's uh, what's unclear is that. I think these celebrities, wealthy folks, the people that were caught up in this whole racketeering thing, uh, they were claiming the nonprofit on their taxes. So they were donating to this nonprofit, then claiming it on their taxes. So there's 
problem number one. Uh, problem number two is they did this through the mail, which now <laughs> makes it a yes. Well, if yeah, the tax fraud, if the tax fraud, fraud wasn't enough, right now you've got now now basically when you've used the U.S. mail as your means of doing your evil doings, <laughs> you know whatever. Right, right. You, you've now made the government an accessory to your crime, which makes that's why they go after it federally because you're. You, you've you basically made that postal carrier and everybody else part of your evil scheme, right? So there's that. Uh, then there was the, you know, it was the bribing of the coaches. Now, here's the, here's the interesting thing. This is where the brilliance came in. This guy didn't go after football, basketball, baseball. He didn't go after the yeah. major sports. Like obscure sports. He went after yeah. the stuff that nobody's looking at. Like swimming and crew, swimming, like rowing crew. crew, which I thought was interesting at USC. Yes. They have a crew? Yeah. Well, whatever. Yes. <laughs> yep. Right. So nobody's yeah. looking at that. Plus, the other thing was, which I heard on another podcast, was the coaches that do the uh, the the more higher level sports, Yeah, right, were, they're probably very comfortable and they wouldn't take a bribe anyway. They get Whereas paid more than they... They get paid more than the university presidents in a lot of cases. So, yeah, money, Correct. that's not an issue for them. Right, right. So this guy went after the coaches that aren't getting a lot of money and in a sport where nobody's looking at, right? So uh, somehow the FBI got wind of this whole thing, and they did a sting operation, and they caught the guy. They caught William Singer in his scheme, and, of course, probably threatened him with 60 years in prison or whatever it is. And then uh, he, he flipped, he flipped on everybody. He rolled well, over. And this, is, and this is the thing. Yeah. The investigation is still kind of ongoing. Oh, it will be for a long said, time. But that's, and that's a thing, <laughs> but I mean, it's, but it has a number of, a number of these athletic, well, a number of these coaches have lost their jobs. Oh yeah. The, administ- um, the, the universities uh, have already taken action. Right. Oh yeah. Well, no. And that's, yeah. and that's a thing. It's it like, but at some of the biggest school, like, you know, as you figure oh, yeah. like, and USC and Stanford and oh, yeah. Georgetown and UT Austin and Wake Forest and UCLA, well, can- which doesn't have any specific, doesn't seem to be any specific students yet, but uh, yeah. they have, they, even they have coaches there is kind of like, Oh yeah. Well, you can read the indictment. The indictment is public. Now you can actually yeah. go on and you can read the whole thing. It's uh, it's almost 200 pages long or, Something. And I think really, and I think the only there, and this is the thing is because there are, but that's the thing is because there are very visible celebrities involved. That's yeah, the only reason this is on the front page. Of course, of course. Because of that specifically. Well, that's um, some good schadenfreude right there. Well, here's, here's the thing though. And it also brings up the side issue of this idea that, because it does come back on the first family a little bit. I'm not going to try and dive into that too much. No, nah, no. Nah. But this idea that, but that's the thing is we think about wealthy families because basically a lot of the time, you, and it's, this is legendary, you know, this idea that basically they donate a building to get their kid into college. Now that's or legal. something. Well, that's the thing. Is is it? I mean, that's a, it's, it it's, weird, but that's the thing. It's a, it's kind you of can a donate quote, to the call. You could, right. That's a, that's what people are, which is like, eh, you know, but well, that's, that's what people are talking about. They're saying, saying, well, no, but I'm saying is they're getting their kids in by donating a building when their kids are not qualified to attend otherwise. Sure. It's not a guarantee. That's the thing. It's not that, a guarantee. Well, allegedly, it's not a guarantee. That's the thing. Right, of course. Allegedly, it's not a guarantee. However, right, exactly. we know better because course, we're not stupid. Right. But you know what? In talks, that case, you know, let me think about it. In that case, 
most people benefit from that. So let's say the library's fallen apart and some wealthy family says, you know what? We'll get you a new library. How about that? You know, all you gotta do is admit my son. Yeah, admit my son, and you get a brand new library. You, you, you admit my son, who has like a two point on his GPA. Sure, <laughs> you know, it's whatever. Just like complete failure. He still has no, to sure. do the work. But yeah, it doesn't mean into Harvard. Graduate. Yeah, right. You know, it's like, well, it doesn't oh. mean he's going to graduate. It just means that he's in. If he fails, but it's also, to work, he's going to be kicked but the out. Other, but the other problem with that is it's also speaks to the idea that some schools are better than others because you don't see somebody. You don't see people doing that for like UC Santa Cruz, which I'm not saying is a bad school, but their mascot right, is the right banana slugs. I mean, they're just very strange, you know? It's, right, it's exactly. Um, well, and the other thing is, is these Ivy League schools, these really, you know, these really big yeah. schools, a lot of them don't take transfers. So you have to start at that school. Yeah. Whereas some of the other good, really good schools, they'll take transfers. And yeah. so, you know, well, I mean, the, the college career of most people that aren't wealthy is, they do their first couple of years at a community college and then they transfer in for their majors, whatever, you know, and they ran, uh, they rounded off at, at this. Well, at that's the a, real, like my own, my own, college, I mean, in you know, my own experience, I went to an in-state school. Um, I went to a couple of in-state schools. Uh, I originally went to Northern Arizona university for a while because um, I originally was, I wanted to go out of state. You know, my parents couldn't, my mom couldn't afford that at the time. Mm-hmm. So I looked in state, I got accepted to Arizona state originally this is back in the early nineties. And then I got accepted to Northern Arizona as well. My mom insisted I go to the Flagstaff cause she wanted me out of town, just not that far out of town. Right. All <laughs> like right. I, cause I originally was going to go to like Ohio Wesley. Like I wanted to go back East mm-hmm. cause there were a couple of schools that had really good music. Cause I was looking at my original major was music ed. Oh yeah. It was music education. I was looking at a couple of really good schools back East. And I'm like, I would like to go there. They have a really good program. It's someplace new to live and, you know, grow and learn. And, and my mom's like, no, <laughs> she's like, no, no. Yeah. Um, I was no, like, sure. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, my grades, my, and my grades weren't the best, but I mean, it was one of those uh, in state Arizona, Arizona state took me like right away. But at the time it had more of a reputation as a party school than it does now. It's gotten better. Yeah. Um, it's still a party school, but it's a, it's a, it's a party school with good grades. So, you know, they, right. but, um, so I chose NAU. I went there for a few years, uh, then couldn't afford to go anymore. So mm-hmm. um, took t- took about a decade off, and then eventually went back to school and finished at ASU at Arizona State. In fact, yeah. um, getting my theater degree and stuff. But I went the second time around. I went to community college first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember because transferring my credits, my old credits, changed. Most of them came through, but they came through as electives because the curriculum had changed. I had to take English 101 like four times before they finally stuck. Mm. I was, that was so frustrating. Mm. Um, I was so mad about that. Like I took the same class four times in a row. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is boring as hell. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Get the requirement that like, I can't test out of this or something. You know, I thought yeah. that's the problem was I'd already tested out of it the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I had to take it anyway. I'm like, come on. All right, let's get back to the juice. Anyway, so so, so this is so uh, this has been some good drama because okay, so this guy basically you know said I'll give you everything you need, right? I'll cooperate. I'll fully cooperate. I'm so sorry. I'll cooperate. And um, what we're seeing on the news right now, and what's in this first indictment, is just the tip of the iceberg. There's almost right. 800 families that are involved in this whole That's thing. That's what I'm so saying. Not- like it doesn't. But this is what I'm saying. Ultimately, this is I'm trying to get to the larger issue of this. Yes, my college experience, notwithstanding, the idea is 
it's become this larger and it, and it goes to the larger issue of economic inequality and this idea that there's one standard for all of these wealthy families and then there's one for the and another one for the rest of us. Oh yeah. When they were interviewing some of the kids in these colleges, they were very vocal about like they had one uh minority kid that said like I busted my rear end yeah it here. Like this is not my family it basically second mortgage their house so that I can go to college, you know, and I work really hard. Yeah. And, that's and then the thing. And this happens, right? Yeah. Right. And so, but for every, for every family that did this, they displaced a kid that probably deserved to be there more than those. Exactly. Kids. And that's what I probably, I say probably. That's what I'm talking about with the wealthy families donating buildings or things like that. Yeah. But there's no reason you couldn't just donate the building anyway. The fact that you're expecting sure. something in return, which you know right. why they're giving the money right. to the quid pro quo, which is kind of illegal at that point. You know, it's like, right or questionably legal, at least, you know, it's like, come on, you know, officially there's not, you're not expecting anything, but come on, you know, better. Yeah, of course. Especially if it's a school you didn't go to. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it's like, if you're donating a building and you didn't attend that school, like, why are you doing that? That's super weird. Right. Um, give it to the college you went, give it to your alma mater then, you know, let right, them exactly. deal with that, you know, and then that goes into legacy admissions and, right, I was about to say and, and that kind of thing as well. It, it's yeah. just, it's very frustrating and it leaves that, and people wonder, you know, like, now I'm not saying necessarily that going the other way, like college should be free to everybody. I think the opportunity to go to college should be there for everybody. Sure. And it should be a more affordable. I'll say, I'll give you an example, like Arizona State, the school that I went to, in the time I was attending, tuition went up by almost 60%. Whoa. In like just a few years. Like it was insane. And so... And that's in state, like you consider out of state, like, oh my God. But they were, the idea of that was we were funding our own financial aid or something. I don't know what was going, it was super weird. Mm. And it's this idea that now, but that's the thing is then, but at the same time, we were not seeing the largesse of that result. They were actually going to go to, they were actually going to go to tiered tuition costs for different majors. Uh So depending on the major you picked, if it was a more, more accessible one, like, science or like if you're going to like a STEM major, your tuition would have actually been less than those going into the arts. Yeah. So they would have been penalized for it. And there was a huge uproar on campus about that. Yeah. uh, Because it's like, you can't do that. First off, that's, that's insane. Why would you do that? Cause then it's just penalizing people who choose to go into the arts. Yeah. It's an important profession, even if it's not financially lucrative for them. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't understand why you would do that you know, force everybody into these other school, into these, into these schools. Maybe they don't want to do that stuff, but they don't have a choice because they can't afford it otherwise, Mm. you know, and and it just leads into that idea that the arts are a luxury that shouldn't exist or, you know, something like that. That's not worth their time. Yeah. You know, um, and it, it, you know, it, and you, you could start getting into philosophical questions like, is the society just becoming a corporate driven profit? You know, everything has to make a profit including the government, which is weird because the government is a nonprofit organization. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's very nature. Yeah. Um, so I don't, yeah, it's, it's very, it gets me very frustrated and it's right. my, gets my dander up a little bit. Can't tell. So let's, so, so here's the, so now here's, <laughs> here's the questions that come up now. Okay. The kids that have not been admitted yet probably are not going to be going to those schools. Right. The kids that are already in, probably are going to 
leave because of the pressure, right? The peer pressure or the, that or would the be school. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, or the school will be like, get out, you know? Well, here's the, th- I, I would be careful. See, that's the thing. If they're, if they're in their their academic performance is still really good. Yeah. I could see them. I could see the school saying, we're not going to kick you out, you know, right. but you know, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say because it's not, I, I wonder how much this is done with the kid's knowledge though. Exactly. Either. That's so the other it, thing. It's too. hard to like, say mm-hmm. like how much were they in on, like, like the kids with the celebrities, like the, especially Laurie Laughlin and her kids, you could totally tell they were in on it. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they're, they're super, super wealthy, rich kids in fashion or whatever, you know, it's like there's, they see, I don't know. I haven't met them personally, so it's, I'm not making a of course. Yeah. assumption, but they seem really obnoxious. If you've ever seen the documentary, rich kids oh yeah, shot by a guy who was one of the, is a member of like the Johnson and Johnson family. Yeah. Um, like it's a really interesting, like the doc, the whole documentary is super fascinating. Um, but, and he, uh, he talks about that, like the idea of, he shows what these kids did, like the stuff they can get away with because they, because of their family and stuff like they feel like they're about the law. Yeah. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. And I don't know, you know, it's like, what do you do with that at that point? It's <laughs> yeah. Cause right. it really has become like this double tiered society. And like, how do you, mm. how do you deal with that at all? Right. Okay. Um, so then the other question is, what about the kids that had already graduated? So, th- so this is what I guess this is what universities are looking at right now. Like, what do they sure. do with all of this? Well, right. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's that's going to be. Yeah. I mean, that's that's they're going to look at it. That's and that's a thing. Like, I, I, I try not to like I'm trying not to dig into that too much because of the fact that I, I don't know. Like, I don't know yeah, what's right. going to come of it. I don't know um what what the level of fairness can be and not sure yeah um what you can yeah i'm not sure what you can actually do with that yeah for sure like i can and that's a thing without knowing the individual cases it's hard to it's hard to judge and go oh my god you you know right exactly the other thing um so yeah what a mess what a big yeah. mess. Born, Born Rich, that's the name of the documentary. Uh, ah. uh specifically. And it was shot right. by Jamie Johnson, who's an heir to the Johnson Johnson fortune, but it's basically him interviewing these other like super rich kids. And it was done back in like two thousand three. Mm. Um and Ivanka Trump is actually in there as one of the mm. as one of them. Um but basically a lot of these kids are you know, it's that almost like you know, you think about the international you know, Rothschild conspiracy, like these super rich people behind the scenes pulling the string, like these are their yeah. kids, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's a little, it's a little crazy, but, and I've yeah. seen that. Um, if I can find the link for it, I will right. throw it in the show. Notes. You know what, man? I like Wind Calls the Heart. We watch that. That's a good, that's some good. Yeah. I mean, it's a very it's a positive show. It's not, oh, it's yeah. not, I've seen a couple episodes. I, I haven't watched it religiously because it's not my thing, but that's okay. Yeah, I, I like still it. Think I, it's not a, yeah, it wasn't a terrible, it's not a terrible show. I think it's a very, you know, cause it's Hallmark. So it's very positive. It's not Oh yeah, yeah. one of those things. And it's like, it's hard to say cause she's like, 
yeah, Lori Loughlin's like one of the major characters in that show. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, what are they going to, if they're cutting her loose, like, how are they? I mean, they finished the most recent season. They finished filming the most recent season already. Right. But this, um, this Sunday's so, episode, they pulled. They're not airing it. And so right. people well, are I'm losing sure they, their minds. Well, I'm sure it'll just be like a week or two. They're probably just waiting for things to kind of die down a little bit before they air yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Hallmark released a statement. I'm going to paraphrase. They said that they are exploring creative outlets. Yeah. They're trying to decide whether they're going to recast or write How are they going to write her out of the show? Basically is what's going to happen. Uh, It's uh, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, how do we get, how do we, now that we fired her, how are we going to actually, you know, right guys, how are you guys going to write her out of the show? Uh, What? Right. And how they're going to have to reshoot. Right. So all, so this, this, you know, and, and well, so no, not, like not I said, the focus. Well, but like I said, this season, the, this most recent season is done. Like they're done filming everything. Right. But exactly. it, it'll affect next season basically is what they're talking about with that. And all, and all yeah. the, and the TV movies she was shooting pretty much. They were like, well, we're yeah. pulling the plug on it. Cause a lot of those were by a third party producer. So. Right. Like I mean, not to focus on Lori. Not no, no, to focus but that's on Lori Loughlin. But, these are the impacts but, that this is happening. Exactly, exactly. So, like employers are, they're taking note, right? So, like Hallmark Crown, they've severed their ties with her. Fuller House, that show, they yeah. they've severed ties with her. Mm-hmm. Um, man, but it just like, and she's not a bad person. This is the thing, I, you know. She's not an evil person. She seems like a very sweet, genuine person. She just did a dumb thing. Right. But the intention was there. I mean, that's the whole thing that that's, I'm struggling with. It's like the but intention. That's the thing. It was the good deliberate. Intention was and it's there. like, and they have yeah. emails, like they have evidence. And just like, you should oh. read the indictment. The, they have enough where these people are toast. I mean, it's just like they have emails, they have phone records, they have all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The indictment is that's a good read. If you want to read some serious FBI work, read that thing i skimmed through it a lot i was like oh my goodness yeah i think it's i think it's one of those things where i just like uh i i if i start diving into that i'm just gonna lose my stuff i it's not worth it to me only because i'm already like you know right yeah but justice is being served that's the thing justice is being served so if that's one of your buttons you know it's a it's amazing it's amazing. Like this, and it's not stopping here. This is just, this is going to be an FBI team's career. Yeah. Like that's going to be their, that's going to be their entire tenure with the FBI is this case. That's how, that's how massive this is. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Mm. Oh, my, 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 my. You know what? It's something like this that can just change your life on it. It's just like, on a dime right that's your life just took a weird turn just like that i mean because look like again Lori laughlin and and her family their their income is has stopped i'm pretty sure they'll be okay for a while for a while but look at the but look at the lavish lifestyle they have you see that mansion that's in LA. Holy moly. I, I have not because I don't care that much. <laughs> right, I didn't care that either, but somebody, I somebody actually I just don't care that much. I'm just it's like, nice. Well, somebody posted a real I'm estate. Sure it is. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it's, oh, really it's beautiful. Nice. That's, oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful home. Boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. 
this is um this is messy very messy mm, it'd be you know what it would be interesting to see how they recover from this you know or, uh, you know, know but i think to me it's it's not only because most likely they will like i'm not i'm not worried about them recovering from it how they do it or anything i'm just like yeah, right. i don't that's the thing like them as individuals they don't care systematically like the systemic issue is really more aggravating to me than right who's right. involved with it right exactly um and so like the fact that it's a couple of celebrities i'm just like yeah whatever yeah whatever but I want it to, you know, I want to figure out like, how do we make this better? Or can we like, what is it that sure. we can really do to improve the situation? Exactly. You know, what do you, what do you do with that? Especially in, in this day and age. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. and it can, so, yeah, like I said, and that swings around to some of the, you know, I was trying to, you know, I don't want to get super political, obviously, because no, no, no. we all have our leanings and I, I respect that, you know? Sure. You know what though? Uh, I look at stuff like this and I go, you know what? I'm not having that bad of a day for me. I'm like, well, that's a bad day. That is a bad day. My day wasn't that bad. You know, kind of like the way I look at car accidents, right? Like thankful everybody's okay, but boy, what a bad day. I'm not having that bad of a day. Mm. No way. No way. Yeah. It's a shame, man money is the root of all evil yeah <sighs> uh. but a lot of money changed hands lots and lots of money millions and millions of dollars be interesting to know how they caught the guy like I want to know how what even sparked this whole thing. I'm sure that's out there somewhere. I haven't seen it but I'm sure there was some kind of a sting or some some sort of somebody squealed Somebody oh, sure. tipped. Somebody tipped yeah. off somebody. I'm sure. Hey, I, there's a guy that's doing some uh, thing here. Again, it's that idea that it's it's almost like I I just don't care that much, <laughs> in the sense of like who squealed, who did. I don't care. You know, it's so, I'm glad I'm glad somebody talked, but other than that, I just I I can't yeah. I can't bring myself to care that much because it's in the end they got caught as they should have. Right. I love a good crime drama though. Just that's what that's what this is. This is a good crime drama for me. Well, and I'm not I'm not opposed to crime dramas, but I just uh, every once in a while it's like, yeah, you know, I just I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Uh so that's what was in the news. There were no Brian's indicted in this were there? <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't look that deeply, so Oh, I'm not, man. Uh, I'm not worried about it quite as quite so much. <laughs> well, Brian's in the news. <laughs> Maybe we don't know. We don't, we have to read the indictment to see if there are any Brian's in there. Yeah, <laughs> that, that'd be lie. bad news. That's right. Bad news. <laughs> Might be awkward. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Anything else interesting? Oh, I, how I, about this? Wait a minute. Wait. What about the 737 MAX, the, the airplanes? Um, that's another thing. Well, that's I terrible. know that, but that's, and that's the thing is there's been, it's basically two crashes and they responded the way they should have. The fact that oh, yeah. our own particular FAA took so long to respond is concerning. 
Barry. But they did in the end do the right thing under mass public pressure and being the last country in the in the, in the world to actually act on it. That's right. On grounding those things. Right. Um, there were two things wrong with this whole thing. You want, if, uh, you want to get into the technology of the whole thing. Uh, the sensors. So, so the way that they designed here's okay. Again, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going off the top of my head here. Yeah. The way that they designed the 737 max eight and nine, right. Uh, is that they, they had a problem with stalling. Boeing had a problem with stalling. And what they had found was if they moved the engines back a few feet, that the, that the engine stalling issues uh, stopped. And so, but in order to counter the balance, they had to install a system in there that monitored the balance of the plane. And so there are these sensors in there that sense the balance. I'm going to guess they're probably gyroscopes of some sort, right? Right. Yeah. Let's just say, I don't know. I don't, I'm just going off the top of my head and, you know, but so what happened was there were two things wrong. One, the sensors were failing and the automatic nose leveling system. I don't even know what it's called, but the, uh, this automatic system, once the sensors gave the bad information, the, the automatic system took over and sent the planes into a nosedive. And the pilots, there was nothing in the manual about this system. So the pilots didn't know how to override it. And once they did figure it out, once they figured out this has to be a computer thing, as they're going into a complete nosedive, they couldn't pull up in time. And that's, so that's what caused these two planes to crash. And so the FAA and, uh, and, um, and flight, invest, flight crash investigators, what they had found was that these, both of these planes, after they investigated and got the data off the off the black box, you know, voice mm-hmm. recordings and data and all this other stuff. They had found that they had crashed in very similar ways. What was interesting was uh, Boeing actually has a fix for this already that should have been implemented in January. But because of the whole government shutdown thing, um, it didn't happen. And so... uh it, now they're pushing the fix out. It's a software upgrade, basically. So, so now they're looking at this 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 leveling system. So they have a temporary fix, and then they have the real fix, which was a software thing. Plus, now they put it into the manuals, and they're training the pilots on how to turn that thing off so they can level the plane out manually if they have to. So there was no way. So it, this, what a bad situation that was, you know? But so uh, they were focusing on the 737 MAX 8s. The MAX 9s also had the same problem, but we didn't see any crashes there. Uh, And there aren't a whole lot of those planes out there right now. United has a very small fleet of these planes. And so they grounded all these things until the fix is implemented. Southwest, I think, took the biggest hit. Southwest Airlines took the biggest hit in the u.s because i think there was like 24 percent of their well their new things. their entire fleet is boeing 737 of various models yes the correct. they're all 737s most of them are 737 800s i believe mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. the max but they do have yeah they do have some of the max the max eights and stuff yeah yeah and i i and that's one of the things it kind of comes back to bite them in the butt a little bit like the whole reason they did that was to make it easier to buy parts. Like every, fl- if, if their entire fleet is one type of plane, it makes it easier to right. substitute parts. And right. They, however, the flip side of that is 
if something goes wrong with that model and they have to recall everything, your entire fleet's grounded. <laughs> you know? That's right. That's all your eggs in one basket right there. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it's exactly. a risk, but not a very diverse fleet. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, yeah, we're getting low on time, but I wanted to cover some of this again. Some of that again, starts to start dipping into political. This is specifically political, but I have to point this out because of the absurdity of it. It's a little weird. It's one of these things. A friend of mine posted this story. It's from a news. It's from a news story in. Um, it was reported by uh, a station in Amarillo, Texas, but it's it's a story out of Missouri, mm. uh, specifically. And I will I'll put the link in the show notes uh, so that you have it. Good old but, Missouri. But specifically in this case, it's super weird. Okay, so this guy in the, in the Missouri State House, and this is a bill that has just recently been introduced. That's it. Uh, it's not anything like it's not. It's not one of those things that's been passed and is on its way to becoming law or anything like that. This uh, this this is a bill that was passed by a state rep or entered by a state rep there and had a bill called the McDaniel Militia Act, or that's what it's establishing. It it is it would require. Anyone 18 to 34 that is a citizen of the state of Missouri, to they are required to buy an AR-15. What? Wait, what? I'm not kidding. Yeah, they what? would be required to purchase at least one AR-15 within a year of becoming a resident of the state of Missouri. Again, this is just a bill that's been introduced. My guess is the <laughs> odds of this passing are almost nothing. But uh, I don't know the makeup of the Missouri State House. This is as this was introduced yesterday. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to become of this. My, I, I posted it because a friend of mine had mentioned it on Facebook, and I felt compelled to respond at the time. And specifically, this is what I said specifically about it: is there's already a couple of hurdles I can see immediately uh, with regard to this, and some of that is uh, one. I would suspect that every gun manufacturer in the world is going to want to fight against this as restraint of trade uh, because it's, it's requiring you to buy one particular model over another one. And what is the the point of this? I'm reading this. I I suspect it. I I suspect it was deliberately to provoke. um, I, I suspect it was really just to kind of provoke a conversation more than anything else. Like I, I, I'm sure it was written by a guy who's uh, McDaniel, who is, who is a Republican. Um, he's trying I, to make a point. I think so. I think he's very, I'm sure he's probably very pro second amendment. Hmm. This idea that, um, you know, but this is the thing. And, and the idea that these are not dangerous. It's basically, you have to be a resident, but you also can't be legally prescribed for owning a, a weapon. So, you know, like felons, things like that, who, you know, again, this just creates all sorts of problems. I, I can see. Here's the other thing. And this was the argument I put forward. I'm kind of curious what you think about this. This was my argument against this bill passing is because if it passed, it, it could be considered unconstitutional. And here's why. Because it would actually the passing this bill requiring everybody in the state of Missouri to buy a gun would violate the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. And specifically because because the right to keep and it, it's not the right to keep and bear arms because that that would be perfectly fine under this bill. However, 
within the amendment, I would argue that the, there is an implicit right to not keep and bear arms as well. Right, exactly. You have choice. a choice. It's not a requirement. Exactly. The Second Amendment is not a requirement. Right. Well, as I say, you have the right to keep and bear arms. Fine. That also means I have the right to not keep and bear arms. You yeah, know. that's right. Doesn't mean I don't have, it doesn't mean I don't know how to use them. And believe me, I'm a big proponent of, of gun safety and education above all else. Of course. I, I would rather, I mean, I don't have, I don't, I don't keep guns. I'm not saying I don't have weapons. I don't keep guns. Right. <laughs> but I mean, it's, but I have other reasons why I don't, you know, it was a choice and that's fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with people owning guns. Yeah. Um, I question it more and more with a mass shooting happening every freaking day in, in somewhere in this country in the last, like, right. You know, in the last five to 10 years, it's, it's happening almost every day. Right. Um, I question the wisdom of it sometimes. And it right. doesn't mean we shouldn't have the discussion about it. Like, I'm not saying we should be, I'm not, gonna, I'm not coming to take your guns away. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and how the would they even enforce this? Either, you know, well, well that's how would they, they even enforce this thing? Right? Well, what are you going to The cops going to show up at your house and be like, "Show me your gun." Well, and <laughs> the well, show because be, because they would be registered. I'm sure. Um, they're not saying like you can't. Yeah, like I'm sure because when you purchase a gun, you do register. Of course, you purchase a weapon, so it would, mm-hmm. there would be a record. Um, required to have that, and they, but and on top of that, there are a lot of tax credit to cover. Only up to seventy five percent of the cost of the weapon. <laughs> so I'm just this like has to be, this. No, this has to be. I mean, that's what this I'm has saying. To be just a, a conversation. This is this is an. That's what I feel. I, yeah, it feels very provocative. Deliberately oh, yeah. provocative. It's oh, one yeah. of those things where I just like, I don't know what this guy was thinking. I um, and again, I don't know that uh, necessarily that there's a. I, I think the idea was it was making a point. I think, I think he was trying specifically to do something. Let me see. Let me do a little more research here. Yeah. Smartfield, Missouri. Today. Okay. Spark so he emotion. basically, he has a second bill that he, he was passing through as well. The idea was he was trying to make a point on mandates in general, like government mandates and things. And I think that because it's more like federal mandates and unfunded mandates and things where he's like, ah, oh, you know, he's trying to make a point basically. So he had, he specifically says he was trying to make a point um, and, and making a point specifically against Democrats. <laughs> so mm. pointing out the absurdity of the other side mm. and the idea of adding more requirements and barriers to weapons. Yeah. Um, I just like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, there's probably That's better it. ways to do it, but right. Right. At least, you know, I don't mind bringing it to the forefront like as as that at least he's doing it for a specific reason like i just yeah but i i don't know i don't know (laughs) if that passes i'm really gonna seriously concern that's not gonna pass that's a that's a silly one but that's what i'm saying like in in theory it would violate the second amendment for it to pass oh my god that that thing's gonna hit the no that'll hit the house floor and that'll it's gonna be so outrageous We'll see. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not, again, it's, it's a state house. It's one state house. It's just, it's just a thing that's happening. I just thought it was worth, I thought it merited conversation because it was just, just on that's the a good one. It's so absurd. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that is absurd. So yeah, we'll yeah. have the link to the, the news story and they actually have the text of the bill uh, in the, in the, in the, in the story, like they posted it on their website as well. So you could see yeah. the, the actual text of the bill as well. Crazy, man. 
uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, we're living you know, in some weird times, man. We are. We very much are. Uh, I don't know. The funny thing is it, it feels like, you know, and that's the thing. You and I were kids. We The Cold War existed. It wasn't like, yeah. Um, but the funny thing is now, instead of being afraid of communists, we're afraid of each other. Like it's a very, that's the thing. Like we get so anxiety ridden because we don't know if some, some idiot down the street, the guy with the gun is going to just shoot up, you know, shoot up uh, Jimmy John's or something. <laughs> you know? Oh like, yeah. I, it just becomes Not this, the Jimmy John's, but it becomes, a, well, I'm more worried for the people in the Jimmy John's and the restaurant itself, but right, yeah, like, of course. they should make a good veggie sub, but that's mm. beside the point. Mm. Um, this idea that we have to be so afraid of each other that we have to, you know, keep everyone at arm's length. And it's been growing for years. Like this is nothing new. It's just been, it's, yeah. it's felt like there's been a resurgence in the last like 20 years or so. Yeah. Yeah. Where, and especially after nine 11, I mean, that was just, it's unavoidable to some degree. It's unavoidable because of choices we made mm-hmm. right in the wake of nine 11 that we're, <laughs> paying for now where it's like you know we could turn this back yeah. if we really want to and then the mm-hmm. question is do we have the willpower to do it mm-hmm. and that goes back to the idea that we are basically a bunch of cats and a bunch of very distracted cats who are focused on shiny objects and right you know or dogs i guess we're squirreling at everything <laughs> you know yeah. it's just like everything that's right and catnip is becoming legal everywhere we, because and because we have so much fomo that's why I think that's a large part of it is because we it's we've built up over years of advertising or whatever. We're so afraid of missing something important yeah. that we pay attention to every new thing that pops up on the radar and don't focus on the larger issues underneath that be like, this stuff may actually go away if we take care of this, hmm. you know, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of a downer ending. Sorry, folks. I didn't mean that to happen. <laughs> well, thanks for bringing the room down, Brian. Hey, you're the one who wanted to talk about the college scandal. It's all connected, man. I'm telling you, it's all connected. Yeah. Uh, so, in its yeah. own way. So, whatever. You, <laughs> this, is, this is really on you. This is, this is your fault for letting me go there. This, That's right. <laughs> Let's just take this episode as a fail. <laughs> No, 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 no. This is good talk, man. This is—it's important to have the discussion. I mean, this is reality. This is the world that we live in. You got to talk about stuff, and that's how I look at it. Like, it's just—it's these are things that are happening. Like, I don't think the world's going to end tomorrow, or at least I hope the world's not going to end tomorrow. It won't. If it does, then yeah, all right. I can't do anything about it. You know, we'll set up the first not on a podcast. You know, can't. Well. that point you never you never know the zombie apocalypse could start who knows you know whatever dirty here <laughs> zombies are among us <laughs> they're all on the phone <laughs> you want to hear something funny all right so real quick speaking of zombies so uh we had a coping mechanism at work a long time ago and somebody bought me because we were like what is going on with people it's like we're working with a bunch of zombies and somebody bought me these zombie Oh, survival yeah. guide mm-hmm. and whenever we were thinking like what is going on boy we got a lot of weird tickets and people are acting weird i would randomly just pick a page and i would say you know i would uh i would read you know something like uh, uh i don't know max max brooks wrote that right i think 
was it or who? Max Brooks. You yeah, correct. Because he wrote World War Z. Yeah, as well, and the son of Mel Brooks, I would point out yeah. as well. Yeah. So that's yeah, yeah. But it, it basically is a how to survive a zombie apocalypse. It's a tongue right. in cheek kind of thing. Yeah. But the funny thing was, you know, I would I would read just some random like whatever. Like this is how you this is how you yeah. survive our internal <laughs> customers acting like zombies, right? Get in shape. If the previous instructions have been followed to the letter, your body should already be conditioned for a long journey. <laughs> <laughs> so this is I don't not have the case. to outrun them. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you don't have to outrun the zombie. You just have to outrun the slowest person in your group. Yeah. Uh, if this is not the case, begin a strict cardiovascular regimen. If there's no time, make sure the path you have chosen is within your physical abilities. <laughs> Anyway, so that was like, this is how we're going to survive it today, fellas. <laughs> we're all going to get in shape. <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> Or whatever. But I would just choose a random page and start reading. The zombie survival guy. <laughs> <sighs> Brains. Brains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true story. Mm-hmm. It's, uh... So good discussion, man. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. I think we need to talk more and, you know, talk civilly more. Civilly. Civilly. Come on. Civilly. Civilis. Yeah. Yep. What do you think? Should we wrap this one up? Um. Yeah, I think so. I'm just trying to get this last link for the show notes. So I've got something in there. Yeah. Sure, those who want to read it. Stand by. For those who want to read it, I'll put that zombie survival guide. I'll put a link to that in the oh, show. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Wanna yeah, take a, a peeky one. at it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. It looks like it looks like a real survival guide, but of course it's tongue in cheek. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, there's a whole bunch of there's a whole slew of those kind of jokey mm-hmm. jokey survival guides and stuff that. Um, I mean, there's some that are 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 serious, but then there's a few that are quite silly like that too. So Mm -hmm. we like silly. Yeah. So, um, Oh, excuse me. Uh, yes. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Brian trust. Uh, you can get this in all of our episodes on our website at briantrustpodcast.com. You can subscribe there or in, um, iTunes or wherever your podcast listen to us wherever you want I don't care uh, as wherever. long as you're listening that's great uh, I could do that whole spiel but I'm tired <laughs> I don't, don't want to mess with it what? Um, well listen you rate and review the show wherever you can because um, that's how shows like ours get discovered if you um, want to give us direct feedback you can our email address is briantrustpodcast at gmail.com <laughs> Wow, you're falling apart today. Uh, yeah, it's tiring. Um, you can also uh, find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash the Brian Trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also available on the Twitters. The show is at the Brian Trust. Individually, we're on Twitter. I am at Actor Geek. I am at B Selkie. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, episode 121, I believe. And so until next time. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the movie? Name the movie. I I don't. uh, Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on.
I don't have it off the top of my head, but I am not drunk, sir. No, 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 no. Not you. <laughs> hey, come on. It's, come on. Name the movie. Name the movie. I can't. No, I you don't. Another? No, I, I, it, I forget. It, it's not. Animal House. Animal I, House. It, it's been a while since I've watched Animal House. I'm oh, sorry. I just, it didn't click for me. Movie. Such a good movie. I don't watch it all the time. It's not one of my favorite movies. I'm not saying it's not, <gasps> I'm not, saying it's not good. I just said it's not one of my favorites. We will discuss this off the air.